The Stories This Moment podcast is brought to you by TNC Network. TNC offers content and media that informs, helps, heals, educates, as well as inspires. TNC.network. News you can use. Moment podcast. In this episode, we'll be talking about Black history and other things that are happening with PNC. So let's get started. As I mentioned in previous episodes, Black History is not just February, but it's all year long. We've made several biographical videos about various people who've made contributions, and they deserve recognition for those contributions. We will be presenting them here on TNC for the rest of this month, but the videos will be made all year long, like we have been doing. So right now... I present to you a couple of short biographicals about black historical figures. Check it out. Madam C.J. Walker was born Sarah Breedlove on December 23, 1867. She was an African-American entrepreneur, philanthropist, and political and social activist. She is recorded as the first female self-made millionaire in America in the Guinness Book of World Records. Multiple sources mention that although other women might have been the first, their wealth is not as well documented. Walker made her fortune by developing and marketing a line of cosmetics and hair care products for black women through the business she founded, Madam C.J. Walker Manufacturing Company. She became known also for her philanthropy and activism. She made financial donations to numerous organizations and became a patron of the arts. Villa Luro, Walker's lavish estate in Irvington, New York, served as a social gathering place for the African-American community. At the time of her death, she was considered the wealthiest African-American businesswoman and wealthiest self-made black woman in America. Her name was a version of Mrs. Charles Joseph Walker, after her third husband. Walker died on May 25, 1919, from kidney failure and complications of hypertension at the age of 51. Walker's remains are interred in Woodlawn Cemetery in the Bronx, New York City. In 2020, actress Octavia Spencer starred in a TV series based on the biography of Walker where she portrayed the entrepreneur. It was written by Walker's great-great-granddaughter, Alayla Bundles. The series is called Self-Made, inspired by the life of Madam C.J. Walker. Frederick Douglass was an American social reformer, abolitionist, orator, writer, and statesman. Douglass was born into slavery in February 1818, on the eastern shore of Chesapeake Bay in Talbot County, Maryland. Although his actual birth date is unknown, he chose to celebrate the 14th of February as his birthday. After escaping from slavery in Maryland, he became a national leader of the abolitionist movement in Massachusetts and New York, gaining note for his oratory and incisive anti-slavery writings. Accordingly, he was described by abolitionists in his time as a living counterexample to slaveholders' arguments that slaves lacked the intellectual capacity to function as independent American citizens. Likewise, Northerners at the time found it hard to believe that such a great order had once been a slave. In 1837, 
Douglas Madden fell in love with Anna Murray, a free black woman in Baltimore about five years older than he. Her free status strengthened his belief in the possibility of gaining his own freedom. Murray encouraged him and supported his efforts by aid and money. Douglas wrote several autobiographies, notably, his best-known work describing his experiences as a slave and his narrative of the life of Frederick Douglass, an American slave, published 1845, which became a bestseller, and was influential in promoting the cause of abolition, as was his second book, My Bondage and My Freedom published in 1855. In 1847, Frederick Douglass explained to friend and abolitionist William Lloyd Garrison, I have no love for America, as such, I have no patriotism. I have no country. What country have I? The institutions of this country do not know me, do not recognize me as a man. Following the Civil War, Douglas remained an active campaigner against slavery and wrote his last autobiography, Life and Times of Frederick Douglass. First published in 1881 and revised in 1892, three years before his death, the book covers events both during and after the Civil War. Douglas also actively supported women's suffrage and held several public offices. Without his approval, Douglas became the first African-American nominated for Vice President of the United States as the running mate and vice presidential nominee of Victoria Woodhull, on the Equal Rights Party ticket. Douglas was a firm believer in the equality of all peoples, be they white, black, female, Native American, or Chinese immigrants. He was also a believer in dialogue and in making alliances across racial and ideological divides, as well as in the liberal values of the U.S. Constitution. In 1876, after Republican Rutherford B. Hayes was elected president, Douglas was offered and accepted an appointment as United States Marshal for the District of Columbia. In 1877, Douglas bought the house that was to be the family's final home in Washington, D.C., on a hill above the Anacostia River. He and his wife, Anna, named it Cedar Hill. One year later, Douglas purchased adjoining lots and expanded the property to 15 acres. The home is now preserved as the Frederick Douglass National Historic Site. His wife Anna Murray Douglas died in 1882, leaving the widower devastated. After a period of mourning, Douglas found new meaning from working with activist Ida B. Wells. Douglas met and fell in love with Helen Pitts, a white suffragist and abolitionist from Haniyoy, New York. He was remarried in 1884. On February 20, 1895, Douglas attended a meeting of the National Council of Women in Washington, D.C. During that meeting, he was brought to the platform and received a standing ovation. Shortly after he returned home, Douglas died of a massive heart attack. He was 77. He was buried next to Anna in the Douglas family plot of Mount Hope Cemetery, and Helen joined them in 1903. The legendary Bronco was Ford's first 4x4 sports utility vehicle. The SUV went on to win the Baja 1000 and is a favorite of collectors and restorers alike. The first-generation Bronco was designed by McKinley Thompson Jr., who was the first African-American designer hired at Ford Motor Company. Born in 1922, Thompson grew up in Queens, New York. He had a keen interest in cars from the time he was young, and later recalled seeing a silver-gray DeSoto Airflow at a stoplight when he was around 12. It inspired him enough to fuel his desire to become an automobile designer. During World War II, Thompson served in the Army Signal Corps, where he learned drafting and he also worked as an engineering layout coordinator. After the war, that work provided for him and his growing family, but Thompson's love of cars and his dream of being a designer persisted. 
In the early 1950s, he entered a design contest in Motor Trend magazine, submitting a turbine car with a reinforced plastic body, both concepts that were trending in the post-war era. He won the contest, then went on to enroll in the Transportation Design Department at the Art Center College of Design in Pasadena, California. After graduating with a degree in Transportation Design in 1956, he went to work for Ford. His first assignment was at Ford's Advanced Design Studio in Dearborn, working under George Walker, Vice President of Ford Design. Among his projects was a light-duty cab forward truck, several concept sketches for the soon-to-be Ford Mustang and the legendary Ford GT40. Thompson also worked on the futuristic Space Age Ford Gyron, a two-wheeled concept car that was on display at the Century of Progress exhibit at the Ford Rotunda in 1961. Among Thompson's more noteworthy projects was the Bronco Sports Utility Vehicle, an open-air 4x4 concept featuring a square, short body and high ground clearance with minimal front and rear overhangs for optimum off-road capability. One of his designs, titled Package Proposal No. 5 for Bronco, rendered July 24, 1963, influenced the design language that would become iconic attributes of the first-generation Bronco. In Thompson's proposed design, the form and function of the wheels positioned at the far corners of the body for a confident and aggressive go-anywhere stance, while the curve of the wheel arches smoothing out conveyed speed. Thompson's concept for an all-purpose compact two-door SUV is a theme he would return to later in life. After retiring from Ford, he worked to design and build a concept he envisioned as an affordable all-purpose vehicle named the Warrior. The small utility vehicle was based on a one-piece fiberglass body, a process Thompson dreamed of decades earlier. Thompson, later in his career at Ford, worked on the side to create his dream car in a rented garage in Detroit from 1969 to 1979, enlisting the help of Wallace Triplett, who had also broken the color barrier as the first African-American draftee to play for the Detroit Lions in 1949. Together, they built a prototype and pitched the plans to burgeoning automakers in developing nations. Thompson hoped to change these countries for the better, much the same way Henry Ford envisioned with the Model T. Eventually, Thompson pulled the plug on the project, but not on his dreams. He retired from Ford in 1984 and moved to Arizona with his wife. He passed away on March 5, 2006. Credited with breaking the color barrier in the world of automotive design, Thompson also helped to create some of the most iconic consumer products in history. We have more videos on our website. Just go there and check them out at tnc.network slash black history. Right now, we are reaching the end of this podcast. Before we go, we need to talk about some things that are coming up on TNC. Uh, the first thing is what we mentioned on the last episode was that we're going to have a new podcast coming out next month about unidentified phenomena called what did you see? And it's going to be talking about uh, unexplained events that's been happening, uh, UFOs, and anything in the weird world of the unexplained. It's kind of based on uh, the uh, video clips that we have on the TNC website called What Did You See? And in other news, Mike Sleva is dabbling in the world of sports news with his new vlog, Sleeves. Senior Pickleball Report. Pickleball is one of the fastest growing sports and is taking the U.S. by storm. Our Mike Sleva is prepared to walk you through the basics and also provide the latest news on the sport with his Sleeve Senior Pickleball Report, coming soon to TNC. That's Sleeve Senior Pickleball Report, right here on TNC Network. Check with us for day and time. 
Well, that's it for this episode of the Stories This Moment podcast. I'd like to thank you for coming by and listening to us. Want to catch our Black History Month videos? Just go to tnc.network slash blackhistory. We'll catch you next time. And again, thanks for listening. TNC is a group of bloggers with the collective goal of providing content and media that informs, helps, heals, educates, as well as inspires. We are not a source of hard news or partisan political commentary. We cover a personal side of the news, offering insight into hobbies, food and drink, guy, pop culture events, indie films and entertainment, science and technology, community service and social justice, travel, and also leisure. TNC offers hundreds of informative videos. Please visit us at tnc.network. And please subscribe to our newsletter. Join us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. TNC. News you can use. You've been listening to the Stories This Moment podcast, which is a part of TNC Network. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to get the latest episodes. We look forward to seeing you next time right here on the Stories This Moment podcast.